0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Hair Like Hers podcast, where we talk all about women's hair health and wellness with leading professionals from the medical, wellness, nutrition, and fitness industries. I'm your host, Shab Kaspara, NYC celebrity trichologist and hair health expert, and the founder of Leona.co, the first retail platform matching and guiding women with the best hair growth solutions from around the world. Wherever you are in your hair and health journey, you can be rest assured there is something for everyone on this show. You can follow me at Shab Hair Expert on IG, TikTok, and YouTube. Please show your support by sharing this show with your friends and family or leaving a review on whichever platform you're listening from. Thank you for being here and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to my first episode on all things hair extensions because there's a right way and wrong way of having them professionally done, and nothing is worth damaging your own actual hair in the process. Joining me today is the well known Ashley Diana, the founder of Rich Stylist Academy, the number one mentorship for hair extension professionals around the world. Ashley has a unique perspective on the hair industry through her own decade of hair extension experience, as well as through coaching thousands. Of stylists in their hair extension business and technique. She's also the host of the Affirmation Babe podcast, which I highly recommend. It offers short, mindful, and motivational affirmations to help reprogram your mind for abundance so you can attract everything you want in your life. In this episode, we get down to the nitty-gritty of extensions and answer all your questions regarding the different methods and techniques, the different types of hair out there, and which one is ideal for you. We also discuss how to properly maintain and take care of your extensions while protecting your own hair, and we even get into what to expect from a truly professional consultation, which is the most important part of the whole process. Let's take a listen. Oh my goodness, Ashley Diana, welcome to the Hair Like Hers show. It's so amazing to have you. I'm so lucky that you found the time to come on. It's really an honor to have you.
1: I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to have this chat about hair extensions. You have such a great platform and niche, and I'm really into wellness and healthy hair, so when you reached out, I was just it was perfect. I couldn't wait to have this conversation with you. You
0: know, wellness is just the new direction every industry, every platform, every professional is taking. So we are going to take it further than anyone ever has. And we're going to focus on hair extensions and hair health. And we are going to answer all those questions that you may have, which, you know, could explain some hesitancy getting extensions, or you've been dabbling in extensions, you haven't found the right one. So you can understand all the options out there and so much, so much more. So Ashley, can you please tell everybody a little bit about your background, what got you into this industry, and, and who
1: you are? Absolutely. Ashley Diana, and I have been a hair extension specialist for about 15 years. I actually got into the hair industry when, I say when I was 14, because that's when I had my, my light bulb moment when I was like, this is it. This is, this is what I'm going to do. And I'll share that story because it's interesting, especially if there's any cosmetologist listening. But when I was 14, I was in a hair show for Red Gans. And it was when Sambia had just gotten, he was just becoming big, you know? Oh, my God. He was the man even then. Oh, my gosh. He is so amazing. And I went to, like, the model call, and he picked me to be, like, his haircut model on stage. This was in Charlotte, North Carolina. And when I was on stage, and I, like, remember the haircut and everything that he did, it was so cool. He called it his money haircut because it was a cut that he could do really, really fast. But it was awesome and it could make you money because you could schedule the cut like every I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes. It was amazing. But I remember being on stage, you just got my hair, and he was drawing on his little tablet on the stage. And I remember going, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is so cool. So I walked up the stage and my mom was there and I go, oh, I'm going to go to hair school. And, she goes, and you're all of 14? Yeah, I'm 14. And she goes, okay, after you go to college first, and I go, go in. <laughs> Newsflash. So, anyway, long story short, I went to college for a year, and then I went to cosmetology school. So we kind of we, we met in the middle. Oh, wow! <laughs> I went to cosmetology school, and um, but honestly, ever since that day when I was fourteen and seeing and being with Sam via on stage, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is my light bulb moment. And then I had another light bulb moment regarding extensions at my first salon I worked at. It was actually the girl. There was a woman that I met at the Samvia Hair Show. And she came up to me right after I'd just walked off the stage and seen my mom. And she goes, if you need a hairstylist, I would love to be your stylist. She ended up being my stylist, like all through high school and all the things. And I started working at her salon as soon as I got out of cosmetology school. One day in the salon, and she's just a wonderful, she still does hair. She's an amazing person. One day, this was again, about 15 or so years ago, she had this client in her chair and she had these like, I was seeing her apply these like long rainbow, like streaks in her hair. And I walked up and I was like, what are you doing? That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. This person had shorter hair and now their hair is on to their waist and there's rainbows. What's happening? And she told me, it's this new thing like keratin extensions and you apply it and it can last for months and months. And I was like, there you go. That's yeah. it. That's what I'm doing. So truly, those are like my two light bulb moments. As soon as I saw that head of hair extensions, like the transformation that could happen in one day and just the colors that you could apply without having to use chemicals and sit under the heat and all those types of things. I was just totally sold. And I thought, I'm going to be a hair extension. Fabulous. And I did. And back then there wasn't really people only doing hair extensions. Now there are and I'd like to think I've been a part of that movement because I've been kind of screaming, Being a, you know, you can be a hair extension only stylist, like from the rooftops for the last five or seven years, because it's something that I did. And it was very kind of, maybe you look a little cross-eyed at, but like, well, you're only going to do extensions. I'm like, yes, honey, I'm only going to do extension. So I started building my business uh, with extensions and I became, I started doing color and cuts And then I became an extension-only focused stylist. And that's been my love, my passion. I'm now the founder of a hair extension online academy for hair extensionists called Rich Stylist Academy. And that is my main focus now is helping other hair extensionists have a great business, but also really perfect their technique have great conversations with them and discussions. We chat on a daily basis. They're stylists from all over the country and the world inside of this community. It's really about elevating their technique and also elevating the client experience. So that is my main focus now, but that's my story. That's that's only part of her story. Don't be fooled.
0: There's so much more. <laughs> There's so much more going on in this, you know, in this Ashley world. So that's we'll a get... bit of it. That's the hair, yeah, that's the hair like a, story. That's, that's like the a teaser. We'll, get, we'll definitely get into that. I can't wait to. I love the story about Sam Via. Is it Via or Villa?
1: I've always said Via, and to be honest,
0: I don't know. Okay. I well, say Via, but maybe Villa. Sam Via Villa, whichever just one Sam. He is. He's, he's just Sam. the one name. He up. is, literally. Okay, so this is so funny. You're going to love the story. So you are, you know, a teenager, and you're, you know, you're you're at this hair show, and this is so crazy. I, I can't believe this. So I grew up in the hair industry, right? Like, my mother had hair songs in hair school's. From since I was like born. And in Toronto, where I grew up, we had the huge, huge hair show, the ABA, Allied Beauty Association show in Toronto. And it was the biggest one in all of Canada. And I would go to these shows with her since I was like a little kid. And I will never forget the first time I saw Sam on the stage. Same thing. I was a little girl, I was a young girl, and I saw this guy who's like a freaking wizard, magician. The 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 personality, the charisma, the technique. I've like never seen anything like it. And I remember thinking, I am gonna be like the next Sam villa. Like that's Absolutely. gonna be so like I get it. I get it. Like it's just like, you know, you're like transfixed on this on this like performer on this stage, like and you've never seen any anything like it. So I totally get that. And I love how he inspired you also. We need to reach out to him. He needs to know what an influence he's been. I agree. So many, so many years ago.
1: I'll have to send you a post that I, I posted a while back about it. I have pictures you of me together when I was fourteen. I'm wearing like all red can get up, like wow, and, please like the model don't. little outfit and stuff. I actually read. I saw him. It was at um, Orlando premiere. It was fast forward. I mean, it was probably eight years ago now. But I, I, I was like, I guess I was like psycho level. I was like psycho yeah. level. I broke my book that I'm, I've gotten printed for my pictures okay. when I was fourteen because I, you know, you oh, go and oh get your God. pictures printed back then. So I had my little folder. I thought if I see Sam Villa, I'm going to have to show him our picture together. So I, I saw him yes. and I like moved through the crowd. And I'm like, damn. Wow. Wow! And he signed my picture. I was oh like, my hey, god! Even, you're the reason I started doing hair. and You know, I remember you on like a rooftop, no, 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 in Charlotte. I was like, yes, that was me. And now oh, I have pink porn. hair, and I'm in the industry.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. We that must have been so nice for him to it hear that. Neat. It was really, and neat. and you know, it's just it's incredible that he was huge then. He was like the go to like art director in the hairdressing industry, and then he's like even bigger today, which I think. Oh, is he's amazing. So rare, like. That this yeah. guy has been around forever.
1: Anyways, we're, we're totally fangirling. We can go crazy. down a like, yeah. yeah, a stylist rabbit hole now. But I mean, he is wonderful, and yeah, he built like an incredible brand. And most of all, just that's the power of energy for you. People's and energy and their passion, absolutely. And I'll tell you another
0: reason why I'm guessing the both of us are really drawn to this guy because, like, I was formerly also an extension specialist here in New York, and yes, I think it takes a very unique individual that wants to specialize in extensions, and I think that's somebody who loves technique. Loves Mm -hmm. to be meticulous, appreciates the art and the science behind hairdressing. And I know that that guy is all about techniques and he's calculated in his work and all that. So certainly I see that definitely see the commonality. Okay. So let's, let's talk about methods and techniques of different extensions, right? People want to know what are all the different types out there? You know, give us your input, your preferences, kind of what you're working with. And then, you know, and, and how much. And how much more than just the brand someone is carrying, you have to look into, right? You can't just like shop according by brand because it doesn't necessarily guarantee that person's technical level.
1: But yeah, let's let's get into let's get in, into all the different methods out there. There's lots of different methods, and it seems like there's new ones popping up every day. I would say that the the main few are keratin weft tape. I tip. Am I missing one? As far as like the the major, because, okay, so then let, let's go, let, let's talk a little about e- each one. So when I say keratin, some people call that things can have different names. So it can be called keratin, can be called strand by strand. It can be called fusion. It could be called K tip. It could be called bonded hair or bonds. So when you see those words, it is a fusion keratin tipped hair. I've always called it. Ker- keratin keratin fusions right. but there's lots of different hashtags if you look them up strand by strand can also mean i tip so i tip and keratin fusion k-tip they are different there's i tip a lot of people are calling keratins k-tip now mm-hmm. i never called it that but again it's a very popular name so and the should...
0: keratin one is it has like this synthetic keratin oh, yes that it has kind of the being... keratin
1: on the hair and it is. With a a tool, whether a, a hot tool or a cold fusion tool, it is fused. It may sound like a scary word, but it is adhered and wrapped around the hair. The the tip is already on the hair. It's not scary. It can sound like it, and I know you know this, y'all. But for the listeners, <laughs> yeah. and then with would be eye tip, it is the a small strand of hair, typically with a little cylinder at the tip, and it is split into a bead, like a silicone lined bead, and crimped or the bead is kind of squeezed, crimped onto the hair. And so those are the differences. Sometimes people, I've had a lot of people reach out to me before. I said, hey, can you move up my eye tips? Because they see strand by strands on my page. And I'm like, that's completely different. Right. It's so, like the
0: actual attachment style of them is different. It is still individual small strands.
1: Individuals, yes. Right.
0: But they're being adhered differently.
1: That's another one name. No, I missed that one. People, they do call it like individuals as right. well. So individuals and strand by strand can be the keratin K tip or it can be an I tip. And then wefts. Now lately that has gotten quite a bit confusing for people because the term hand tied wefts, which that is referring to the the way the weft is made, not the way it's applied to the hair. So people say I want, I want my hair hand tied. Well, it's like, well, the the weft is either machine made. A machine weft or it's a hand tight weft now both can be great and that's kind of getting into our next topic of the conversation because really any hair extension can be great or it can be awful. It comes down to who's applying it. Right. Who's applying it? That is the number one thing. But just first for you get into that just to so kind of know the methods. There is the hand tied weft and there's the machine weft. Hand tied wefts of course have gotten a lot of very popular, very hyped up over the years. And i not saying it's not valid. They're cool. They can be absolutely great. Again, it, it comes down to who's applying it and how well do they know you know what they're doing. So but, just
0: to, just to clarify, Ashley, yes. so the hand-tied weft is the technique in which the weft is attached or it, the, the way in which the weft was made? The way in which the weft is
1: made. Okay,
0: got it. So it's hand-tied, meaning Someone it's...
1: Someone hand, has hand-tied the hair onto the weft. Got it. And then that can be applied... In many different ways it can be yeah. applied with beads it could be sewn in so it is it's definitely... kind of very popular the the hand tied thinking that it's typically is a little bit thinner typically uh-huh. it's a bit thinner than a machine weft because a machine can really sew more hair onto the weft got but it. now there's some really incredible machine tied wefts that are quite thin yeah they really kind of mimic that hand tied weft slimness got it but they're typically more durable so, okay. so you can like, t- reuse it more? You, you just perhaps like, can you reuse it more. Yeah. You perhaps may have a little less shedding from the weft because it is, it is sewn in. The hair is sewn into right. the weft by machine. And is the cost more expensive typically for the hand-tied or for the machine weft? Well, that depends on the quality of the hair. Yeah, the okay. quality of the hair yeah, itself. Sure. I would say generally a hand-tied weft would be a bit more expensive. But that's really not the case because I have, I know some brands that have, you know, ethically sourced European hair, hair wefts. They are machine tied, but they're very thin. Yeah. It's going to be more expensive than your average hand tied weft.
0: Right. Primo. Because
1: the, the quality of the hair that is attached to it. Important to note that Ashley just said
0: European hair. Mm-hmm. Let's talk real quickly about the different types of hair because. We know European is the finest, right? Correct.
1: There's a couple, but European is 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 wonderful. They can yeah. definitely there, there's 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 a lot of positives to European hair. Okay, right, and yeah. right. not for yes. everybody, but not for everyone. But I I would, but definitely like lots of lots and lots of positives to European. I would say a lot more positives. Yeah. And and
0: also, just to be clear, we are strictly talking about real hair, everyone. Like, yes. when we we're talking about extensions, like, these are kinds of extensions, we're talking about ones that you can cut and style, apply heat to, sometimes in certain cases, color, but we don't, we don't, I know personally, I never wanted to mess up the composition of it, but we're talking
1: strictly real hair. And that's a really good point, because you do want to make sure there... Now, most brands are pretty honest, like especially big name brands. And when they say human hair, it is 100% human hair. But depending on where you're looking, especially if you're first getting started, just dabbling just a little bit, you do want to make sure that it says 100% human hair.
0: Because
1: right. I I don't know of a brand in particular, but again, if you are just dabbling and maybe buying something off of Amazon or something just to see, like yeah. it may it may be. You can save human hair and it have like one strand of human hair in it. Right. So it needs to be one hundred percent human hair unless you're not looking for that. If you're looking for something like to throw in really quickly for a party or you want something that you don't, you know, you typically that's not what we're talking about. That's yeah, no, talking. we're talking we're about
0: like longer wear. We're talking wearable quality yeah.
1: extensions
0: yeah. that you can like use for more than a day and you're not yes, just gonna exactly. go throw in and then throw out and
1: yeah. Something uh, that's one wearable for long term.
0: Right. Okay, so we have the keratin tip. We have the eye tip. We've got the hand-sewn waft, the machine-made waft.
1: And then what else do we have? We have tape hair. Right. Because we've we've talked about, yes. And then we have tape and hair. Tape and hair. Here's something. I think tape and hair can... Mm. I was going to say, I think tape and hair can sometimes get a bad rap. But honestly, you can search any type of hair extension attachment. And you'll see a horror story about yeah. it. Yeah. we will see a horror story. And then you'll see someone else saying, it's the greatest thing ever. It saved my hair. So again, it always comes back to the person applying it. Tape and hair can be awesome. It's it's applied really quickly. You can get you can get that weft look, which is that kind of panel effect of hair. And it's very flat to the head. Very flat. It's quite comfortable. It has maintenance like a wet would have where you have to get it retaped and with wefts get it moved back up. But most most stylists don't like it because they don't want to retape it. They just right. don't like it, the stickiness of retaping it. But as far as the the client is concerned, it's it can be it can be just fine. Everything method. comes down to who's applying it, is the person wearing it taking care of it. And something that is just as important as how it's applied is how it's removed. So whether that's removal of keratin, removal of wefts, removal of tape like it removal is absolutely just as important as the application. But tapes can be great. They can and tapes have also come a long way. Speaking with people that have fine hair or have had hair loss, but their hair just the hair texture has changed. Single sided tape hair, which means a lot for those listening. Often tape hair is like kind of like a sandwich. <laughs> you have one top, you have your natural hair in the middle, and you sandwich it together with the tape. That's just the easiest way I can describe it. But if someone had very fine hair, sometimes that double-sided tape can be heavy on the hair or certain areas of the hair. And this is where you really get into customizing extensions. Maybe like the nape of the head may be a little more fine around the hairline, maybe a little more fine. You can do like a single-sided tape, which is like you put the piece of tape here and apply it. Instead of attaching hair behind or in front of it, you just have a tape tab. that just seals it off and seals it shut instead of having that extra weight. So Typically, it it may not last as long as a double-sided tape, but again, like if we're going for the health of our hair, we can get into that in a minute, like removals and such, but sometimes you can't wear hair as long, especially when your hair, you're concerned about the integrity of your hair. Right. We'll definitely get into that. I think it's so
0: important for people to understand their options and what they should, you know, kind of what their parameters should be within that. Just so, just so we can be really clear about this, taping extensions. For those of you to, that don't know, it's like a piece of extension, like a flat piece of hair. It could be around, and I mean, you can customize it. It can be a centimeter, or it can be like two inches long. But let's say, like an inch and a half, kind of wide, of a flat section of hair, and then there's a there's a very thin, like tiny strip of tape at the very top, like a do- like a
1: double sided tape, exactly.
0: A double-sided tape with one side of it being the hair and the extension, and then the other side of it just being the tape. And so we have that way of attaching to the hair. And so, okay, so before we get into kind of the do's and don'ts of it, Ashley, can you break down, you know, with now with all these options, what what is your personal preference and how would someone, you know, who who ideally are these different methods for? You know, who ideally would you do these techniques on and kind of who should stay away from? Who's it? you know, kind of what hair type? Just to help kind of guide people with different hair types and textures and kind of which one they should maybe look at over the other.
1: Sure. Well, every stylist is going to have their own personal preference, given they the one that they prefer to apply. Maybe it's one that they prefer to wear. But everyone's going to have their pros and cons of each method, and it may it may differ a little bit. So I hate to kind of have a blanket statement and say this one is for this one and this one isn't, because again, it comes back to the person applying it. It also comes back to really looking into the extensions that you're looking at, looking at lots of pictures, also looking for people's hair like you on the person's website or their social media. So right now, like people again, everything, all the different methods are innovating now. So they're more flexible as in who they are for. But as a general rule, I, I personally prefer keratin fusions. That's my favorite. I've, I love to apply them. I love how, how much I can customize the head because it's, you know, uh, 50 to 500 pieces that I'm applying. So those are just opportunities to apply something beautiful and something custom. It also takes a long time to apply. So it's typically depending on if you're, especially if you're looking for length, you're probably in the salon for hours. But I like that because I can customize the bond. So typically a full size bond would be for someone with like medium or more of like thicker density. Most people, you're going to cut the bond in half. But again, the customization is beautiful. And the reason that I love the Fusion so much The the brand of the fusion also matters. I like to use a brand that has more of a flexible keratin. It's not as hard on the hair. It's not as hard to apply. It's also not as hard to remove. So I enjoy that. But, you know, you can cut them down into even four little tiny micro pieces, like way smaller than a grain of rice, that they can be applied to the hair. So this method can be great for people that have have experienced hair loss, people with have had post cancer treatments and their hair is like growing back, filling in certain areas with alopecia. There's just so much you can do when you can take little itty bitty pieces and just apply it to the areas needed. Yeah. It's the um, real,
0: it's the real designer method that you I would say can, so. Right, customize unlike any other extension method. That as an extension specialist, like when you purchase your hair, it's the you know one of the few. Types of extensions that you can actually break down and like you said, further break down and really match that person's density and hair texture, which Mm -hmm. is just a it's just a whole other level. And that's typically why they tend to run more expensive than other methods.
1: Sure, because there's a lot, there's a lot to focus on, there's a lot to customize. It does take longer to apply. But the other reason that I like that method, and again, this is great for someone's lifestyle if. You don't want to come in the salon very often, right? If you because you can apply them and wear them two to six months, and we can talk about that in a minute, like how long people wear it. But you don't have to come. You don't come in actually for maintenance appointments. When you come in, it's to get it, take a look at it, take a peek, a check in, or you're coming in to get the extensions removed. You don't need to do maintenance. And for for me, my lifestyle, and for my clients' lifestyle, the the keratin to put it in be done with it you can travel you can swim you can do whatever all the things you need to do and then you can come back in and remove it so you don't have to come back in the salon every 4 weeks or so yeah
0: should we do you, do you think we should just touch on the dos and don'ts of that maintenance right now while we're on the subject of the the keratin tips? we can yeah, yeah. let's do I mean, that we, let's we talk definitely... about cuz it it's i I know like it's it's definitely the the technician and the professional that's doing it that really matters but then there's also what that individual is doing at home and, and if they've been advised correctly on how to take care of it at home. So what can someone expect with keratin tip extensions in terms of maintenance?
1: Well in terms of maintenance, you you apply them and you should to me they're the most low maintenance extensions, although they do take a a half day or a full day in the salon. Once they're in, they're in. The main thing is brushing them. And that means brushing the scalp because we lose 100 to 150 hairs a day. When three quarters of your hair, or so, are in the bonds that again you wear for months at a time, your hair is your hair is still naturally shedding. So what happens is you have the bond and the bond in your hair. Your little hairs are falling off as they would naturally and come out in the shower, just natural. But they're they're so so called trapped in the bond, so they hang off the bond. And if you we brush them to keep the the little hairs. Down. If you don't, now you may not have any issues the first month. I don't like to tell people, don't worry about brushing your hair for the first month. Right. You're trying to develop a habit. Exactly. Yeah. But the truth is, in a a month's time, you're probably not going to have any challenges with any. Maybe you'll have two and you just pop pop them apart. You're going to be fine. But you want to get in the habit of brushing your scalp every day. Plus, it feels good. It feels good to have like, The brush against your scalp. Yeah, especially the
0: extension brushes, right? Yes, yes, exactly. It feels
1: wonderful. It feels wonderful, so you'll want to. But if you're not brushing those hairs down, they will grab onto their neighbor and hang out and not want to let go, and that's when you can get matting. So, if you Google matting with hair extensions, you'll see. I I haven't, but I imagine. No, do not. Do not Google that. Oh my goodness! People say, "Oh, it ruined my hair. My hair got matted." No, it didn't. No, it didn't. You ruined you your let hair. it. You let it get matted. You
0: don't you you ruined it.
1: You it's you, like it's like, like it. when
0: your dentist knows you haven't been flossing. Yes. You can't lie. The extensions no. don't lie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have a bad application, you're gonna know like immediately. Right. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna be painful, which you'd be surprised. I have I have done some people's hair before and they're like, Oh, I don't have to take like pain pills, like or I like exercise. Oh, my. And all, like, after I get my airplane. I'm like, no, They're like, oh, I always did in my other salon. Oh, like, I couldn't no. sleep the first two weeks. Like, yeah, yeah, no. I've it's heard not it. Supposed to... Exactly. It's not torture. It should be comfortable <laughs> <It's with> you <laughs> really, I mean, it makes it a little awkward the first time oh. I There's like something in your hair. It would be like going to sleep with your hair in like French braid. Like, you would feel something, but it should never be painful. If, it, if it's painful, it actually is too tight. Right. Too tight, no matter what the method. If it's hurting, it's not good. Um, Okay, I lost my train of thought. Where so, were we? So
0: yeah, so definitely
1: brushing, daily brushing with a, with yes. a designated extension brush. You'll have a designated extension brush It'll we either purchase that at a salon or many hairstylists like in Rich South Academy. I recommend them to give their clients a, a gift bag, like give them the brush, give them the things Love that they that. need to like take care of their set, especially like for the, for the first time. Right, and that, that should be right. Uh, and that's such a great
0: point, Ashley. And for, again, for all the cosmetologists and and customers, obviously listening, sure. like, it's not something that should be optional. Well, because like, it's not optional. Yeah, like, you, like you, you should. I like the idea of including that in the package and making sure that they're going home with the necessary tools.
1: Well, because it's like, hey, do you, you want to buy this for us? And they're like, no, like, well, you have to. Yeah, right. So well, I'm mean, like, make it special. Like, have it be a part of your client experience. Like, give them the things that they need. Yeah. Um, and again, like, yeah. as far as keratin is concerned, I mean, with, with maintenance, again, it's quite easy. You don't want to use oils on the scalp. No, you can put oils in the ends of your hair, detangler, things like that. But really with any method, you you want to stay away from shampoos that have heavy oils in them like cleansing conditioners. You Mm -hmm. can't really use those with extensions. I love cleansing conditioners, but I can't use them when I have extensions in. Curly girls. Prevent slippage. Yeah. Yes. You want to prevent the slippage. Um that's that's pretty major. Also swimming. I have had to you can totally swim with keratin in your hair. But I have had people before that I have turned away someone that was a a swim instructor. And she said, I'm going to be, I wanted to get extensions for the summer. And, but just FYI, again, thank goodness she told me, you have to be honest with the person doing your extensions. She said, I'm in the pool most of the day. And I'm like, well, how much? What, eight hours? I'm like, I don't think, because the the keratin bond, especially if you're using a high quality extension, it mimics the hair. So it, it expands and contracts." you want to keep the extensions as dry as possible. So when you get out of the shower, just dry the bonds real quick. You want them to get back into the state that they should be. If you're going to be in the... Now, that that doesn't mean you can't get extensions if you're going somewhere tropical or going to resort, whatever it may be, you can. But protect your hair. Put some conditioner in the ends before you jump in the water. When you get out, rinse your hair with fresh water. Dry the bonds. You can still let it air dry. But you want to keep the bonds drier then what yeah and if you have the option keep them, dry. keep them dry right not
0: like constantly just soaked in water you don't need I mean, to I, just soak in the water all day i think
1: that's just no. such a good that's such a good
0: like a reminder and point it's like the keratin is material after all right it's like it can't just sustain any kind of environment all the time it is it is although it's really durable it's still pretty delicate in the sense that like you know remaining wet it weakens it right it kind of breaks it, it down it's like constantly time, wet, yeah
1: especially with like the salt water and like chemicals from a pool I mean right again you could totally jump in the water without putting anything in your hair I yeah. don't like to scare people I mean you can I actually think that with the keratin hair you can still live your best life and really not have to worry about much yeah um, but it is a good idea to, especially depending on how long you plan to wear them or how often you can have them redone it's great to treat them very nicely because what's they the, are quite expensive.
0: What is the longest that you recommend someone leaving it in? And, and I know this depends on the hair quality and hair type, but if somebody is really taking good care of it and you know that they maintain it well, what's the longest you'll let them go?
1: It depends, yes, how much they're taking care of their hair, but even more so than that, it depends on their hair density. I have had... Typically, I tell people that are wearing, that have more of a medium density, their hair is in great condition, it's healthy, four months, four keratin fusions, four months, and then it's a good idea to have them removed. If someone is just, their extensions are in tip-top shape, especially if someone's wearing full-size bond because then there's even more keratin, like holding on to attaching to the hair, I have had people be able to wear them six months. I think one person wore them seven I wouldn't necessarily recommend that to people because the longer you wear the hair or longer you wear the extensions, the more you actually do need to focus on brushing the scalp. So if someone is just epic at brushing and they have really, really strong hair, they're making sure to like separate the bonds at nighttime. Maybe they're going to sleep with their hair in a braid. You can, if your hair is very strong, but sometimes people, especially with fine hair or delicate hair, they'll hear, oh, six months. Well, so they wear their hair six months. I'm like, their hair is completely different. It all comes down to like what can your hair handle, and nobody oh. wants to get extensions and then and then it ruins their hair. Right. You and have get to the actually it to be the purpose. Yeah, unless you want to be married to extensions forever. That's a Some really do, but that's you still a really have good to be point. healthy underneath.
0: Some people are putting extensions in to help their hair actually grow out and get healthy, right? And it can. Right. And then some people are putting it in because their hair just doesn't have the ability to grow to a certain length. So they know the limitations of their hair and they're like, OK, well, I can't do it naturally. Let me obviously extend the length.
1: Absolutely. And then, you know, and then others like you can't wear them indefinitely. You right. can wear them as long as you want to, but you still always want to have healthy hair to attach it to because. Right. It. You like extensions have to be attached they they have to you have to have healthy hair to attach it to so it is very important to keep a healthy scalp to use great products that are great for your scalp to take care of your stress levels so that your scalp the hair growing out of your scalp is is healthy because if you don't have hair to attach it to you can't do anything with extensions now there are hair loss treatments and such hair comforts and things like that but as far as extensions where you still get to You know, use your your hair within with the extensions. You have to have healthy hair to attach it to, right? Okay, so we've got the there's a lot of
0: things. There are so much right, so much to fill into this episode. So we have the keratin extensions, which are by far the most customizable ones, and and like you know, safe for people that might have the thinning and fine hair because you can just apply them at such a small amount at a time, which is which is less weight ultimately less pulling on your less weight on yes. your
1: scalp one um, thing i do want to say about the for people that are maybe the may jump up the podcast and go oh i'm gonna go right now and look for like keratin extensions right be sure that you are looking be sure that the stylist that you go to has pictures of like tiny bonds on their page love that it's not just someone that does keratin extensions it's like you want to see Try to find yourself on that page. And meaning, I mean, your hair texture. Like you want to go to a stylist that has pictures of, we call it like under the hood, where like the hair is lifted up and you can see the attachments. Yes. It's great if there's videos. Um, yeah, such a good point. I a, a personal referral is also wonderful, but you still like the person referring may not have your same hair texture. Like they just, it may have gone great for them. Right. You really need to see like, you want to see those tiny micro bonds if your hair is Fine, or you're really looking to look after the integrity of your hair make sure you see that on the person's page right like so so like seeing their work and
0: seeing that they have that variety in that one technique that they do customize it that they aren't just doing a one size fits all when they have the ability to customize that's such a great point yeah take a look and see that they just get lazy and apply the same large piece of extension to every hair type or are they actually recognizing your density and and realizing that as as a professional it's my it's my responsibility to break this down further and like make them smaller and this is such this is such great you know tips that people need to be aware of because how, how how else would you know looking at photos before and afters are great and attractive
1: but there's so much more to it there's there's definitely more to it. I mean, you want to see a, a variety before and afters, but more importantly, is is the attachments because yeah. you can make a lot of hair look good, but you don't know sure. what it looks like attached. And the, the attachment part is the most important when it comes to the hair health. Right. Okay. Cool. So let's
0: talk about the next method, the wefts. Who are they ideally for? And, and you know, and these are obviously just just to make clear for everybody, these are extensions that are a larger piece like width wise so like a kind of band of of hair and then then they can they can vary in thickness like how much hair is actually on that band and whatnot but ashley could you break down who that's ideally for who should consider it who should stay away from it maybe
1: any thoughts sure. so the wefts are typically great for people that have more of a medium to thick density they're a little bit more bulky than a strand by strand or a tape and extension, just due, the, due to the nature of them, the way they are applied. They're typically, they can be sewn in, like braided and sewn in the hair, a weft, or it can, right now what's very popular is is beaded in. Like the eye tip method, but it's using the bead to, cl- to what's well, not clip, but using the, the bead to attach the, the weft into the hair. And there's lots of different methods. There's lots of different, it can be confusing. I don't want to call out yeah, like Nick Brands, but it's essentially like a beaded weft now. And it can be, again, it can be machine tied. It can be hand tied. But a beaded weft is one of those. There are, that some people would argue because there are less attachment points. Mm-hmm. There's not 300 pieces that are being attached to the hair. I don't know exactly how many with the weft, but it would depend on how many wefts you're using. but there are less attachment points, therefore it is healthier. It may or may not be. Again, I feel like I'm a broken record, but it goes back to who is applying it and how well they you know, know what they're doing. But wefts can be great. Again, you're going to have maintenance with them. They're great because you can apply them quite fast. They give you a lot of volume and density and bulk to the right. hair. A lot of the Instagram bloggers and models and stuff, you see, not all of them, but a lot of them that have the Massive amount of volume. A lot of times it is a weft. A, a lot of times it's a beaded weft. You can also do hybrid methods. If someone just like I want, I want that really voluminous look and down to my waist, really thick and full. But you also need a little, little help at the front of your hair, perhaps around to have like a stronger fringe. You can add like a keratin around the front of the hairline. But wefts right. can be great. A, a quick, a quick attachment. You do have to go in for maintenance. More so than not, it is better for people that have more of a medium to thick density. But there are some stylists who 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 do a great job applying them to fine hair. Again, you would need to get it moved up more often. It's also great for people if you, if you know for sure that you want to wear your hair in a high ponytail all the time. Typically, because of how they're applied, they're applied at an angle. Right.
0: We starting from it. like... From like one temple go, going yes. across the head to the other temple.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Usually more of a horseshoe type of shape. You can pull the hair up in a high pony, which I, one of the only things with keratin extensions, which you can do it a few times here and there, but you, you do not want to get in the habit of having wearing your hair in a high ponytail with right. keratins. There's so many attachment points to pull up. And the beauty of keratin is that they can be applied much closer to the hairline. You again, it's fully customized. But because of that, you always you don't want to pull too much like right. around the hairline. In anymore.
0: like, yeah, because it's like applied to the hair in the direction of it growing down. And then if you're putting it up in the pony, you're kind of pulling up at that. And especially if you're if you like tight ponies, right? That's like such a big no no. Yeah.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, exactly. And you can do mistake. like a loose lower pony, bright like right. all those types of things. But like the the high slick pony, right. not the best for keratins. Again, if you're going to an event and you want to wear it that way, you could get away with it maybe once or twice during yeah. that. Still not going to be the best for your hair. But but wefts can be good in that sense, and they're also good like if you you need something fast, you need something fast, and you want to have a like really, a major makeover. You know, major makeover quick and easy. Like wonderful. Right. It depends like some people want to uh, they're fine with spending like eight hours or so in the salon having a full head of fusion, but then they don't have to come back for four plus months. And some people are like, I can't be in the salon for eight hours. I want to be out in two hours and I don't mind coming back every month. Right. It's all about your life. It's really about their so life. true.
0: There's so many, it's many factors.
1: It's good that there's different methods. some some people are just like, Well, this is the best method. So I'm like, Well, it's Maybe the best method for you, for you. Like a stylist, and maybe the best method for a lot of people, but due to people's lifestyle. And that's why it's also very important for your consultation, like let your stylist know, like, here's some of my hobbies, here's the things I do, here's how I like to wear my hair, here's how much I like coming into the salon or not. Yeah. Those things are really important because that really dictates the type of extensions that may be best for you. And you may evolve, you may change. I used to only wear fusions in my hair. Now, and it's still my favorite to apply. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the best for a majority of people. But for myself, I wear tape-ins. Yeah. And if if anybody beer. is
0: watching, is not watching this on YouTube and seeing the video, you guys, her hair is, I can't even describe it. It is the most, it's like jewel, like purple, gorgeous, shiny, vibrant color. And then, oh god, it's like delicious. And then it's just like past the shoulders, wavy. Yeah, I don't have any extensions in now. I is that have on you, summer?
1: Yeah, this is all my wow. hair. Yeah, I don't have any. Like living awful.
0: proof of of the fact that you can
1: like completely
0: live in extensions and have amazing healthy hair.
1: Thank you. No, you, you definitely can. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I have my tape ins. I'm gonna reapply them in January or so. But I just and she like, wears I'm them like, long. I do. I'm, oh my like, god,
0: it's like way down to the floor i'm Gorgeous. like I'm go home. oh it's so it's so beautiful thank i love you, it you make it you. you make it look so fun okay so we briefly t- talked about it comes down to the extensionist and their technique and 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 then also the, how much how important the consultation aspect of extensions is. Can we just briefly touch on what a big responsibility it is for the hairstylist to make sure they're asking all the right questions? Because yes, like you know, you mentioned a couple of times, be sure to tell your extensionist about your activities. It's really, I believe, the professional's job to extract all that info from you.
1: It definitely Let's talk is talk about
0: the consultation process a little bit.
1: It definitely is. It's really important as a stylist to have a consult or a really a, a client questionnaire. You can email that to the person beforehand. You can have it when they come in, whatever is best for you. But asking them about their lifestyle. Again, have you ever worn extensions before? If they have, tell me about it. How was your hair while you wore extensions? What brands or what methods did you wear? Asking the client about really their health history. You don't have to share every little thing about it. But yeah, but are there you, are some you know, pretty
0: important things.
1: There are medications. The client wouldn't need to share the medication. But again, like, I feel like you need to be advocates for yourself. If you know that there's a medication that you're taking or you've changed the medication recently and and you know, you have this gut feeling that it's causing some hair challenges for you, you don't have to share that medication with your stylist. But say, yes, I may be taking something that could affect my hair or just shelf it and come back for the consultation later. But there are medications, of course. If you're on chemo or some sort of cancer medication, obviously don't get extensions of the hair shedding. Quite obvious. But nonetheless, it's still on the medication list. Medications for arthritis, gout, some antidepressant medication, isotretinoin for Accutane. It can cause some hair loss. Again, yes, It can be rare, but it can still happen. So it's just important to be educated on what can cause hair loss or look at your medications. And also, like, herbs also can be very powerful herbs and vitamins, those types of things. If you feel like anything could be contributing to hair loss, obviously speak with a professional, but, but be honest with yourself and also honest with your stylist so that they know. One time I did a, a girl's extensions. She went in for surgery the day after I did her extensions. Long story short, afterwards, her hair really started shedding in about four weeks. All, all of her extensions had just come out because her right. hair was shedding so much. So it does happen sometimes anesthesia can cause your hair to shed. yeah, it's right a, it's a, if you want to be extra careful, you'd want to wait six months after being under general anesthesia before you had extension applied. If you're wanting to be extremely cautious and especially if you're spending multiple thousands of dollars and you're concerned that maybe your hair may be shedding depending on your lifestyle, you may not want to you may you may want to make, wait six months for having like a whole head of fusion or something applied.
0: Right, just wait. It's and still stop. rare. Still rare. But... Even and any kind of shedding has seized. That's such a great point that you bring up. Anesthesia, not even the anesthesia alone, but even the post-surgery trauma is a shock to the body, and that kind of shock is aligned with any kind of diffuse telogen effluvium, any kind of shedding that can occur three to four months post trauma so and I love that you said wait six months after these surgeries because technically three to four months after you may not have begun shedding yet so yes it's such an important thing to bring up especially because that is a very personal matter that not everybody wants to necessarily share with someone they just met but yeah like do you have any surgeries coming up have you done a surgery in the past like you know less than six months I think that's amazing yes. And then
1: it's just coming down to agreeing on you may still choose to go forward with it. I mean, I again, some of these are are rare occasions, but it's just being aware, being informed and agreeing that, okay, I am choosing to go forward with this. Like both parties are like, okay, I think we've come to a conclusion that maybe this is a great option right now. Or, hey, like, let's circle back in four to six months. Same thing like pregnancy. It's people often ask, is it safe for me to get extensions when I'm pregnant? I'm like, you get the extension when you're pregnant. Just Beware that after you give birth, you you may want you, you may lose a lot of hair, or you may want to wait before you get them reapplied. But during pregnancy, like sure, sure, Just yeah, do your it's thing, totally You'll be safe. Fine. It's yeah, so
0: funny. I've always had that question too. I mean, I mean, mind you, I can understand like you want to be cautious about everything you're doing, but the extension doesn't necessarily touch your scalp, so you're like you're safe, no. right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, totally fine. or anything like that happening? Yeah, that you're exposed to like that, so definitely good okay that's really amazing let's talk about the final method and who we like it for tapes now you have a or you te- typically do them for your own hair and you have very healthy looking hair it looks like great thick density but you know who is it ideally for and who should maybe avoid tapes if if at all
1: I I would avoid tapes if you're again in the water a lot. The hair, even more so than keratin, the attachment, like the double sided tape, has to be dried. Like if you if you go one time with having your hair wet and and let it air dry, you really run the risk of it getting kind of gunky and sticky. It needs to. Maybe you could wait a little time before you get out of the shower, but like you don't want to go a full day or something and just letting your your attachments air dry it's, it could get weird and you'll have slippage happen I've I've done that myself four years ago I was like oh I'm just gonna let air dry mm-hmm. not a good idea so you want to be sure that you're keeping the tapes as dry as possible they're Actually, three...
0: could you just explain how exactly someone could keep the extension tape part dry but let the rest of their hair air dry
1: right like so oh, wait yeah exactly. so let's say you let's say you shampooed your hair and then you want to let your hair air dry you can do this with tape or keratin the ones that really matter the most that you keep the attachment dry is just simply you you could you would clip the top of your hair up if you'd like to like the crown of your hair and just simply take the blow dryer and put the nozzle close to your attachments not on the attachments so you know a few inches away just to get some of that extra dampness and the wetness out of your scalp. It doesn't have to be 100%, but it needs to just get that extra heaviness and dampness out of the scalp for keratin and for tape and hair. And then just, hey, put some oil or cream in the ends or curl cream, whatever it is that you want to use this to let your hair air dry and let it be. The, the attachment is what needs to be dry. It doesn't mean that every single time you have to like full on have a styling moment with your extensions right. because that can it's take like, a, lot of, a lot of time. So and sometimes like you want to let it air dry. Maybe you like the texture of the extensions. Yeah, right.
0: Okay. So you're just assisting in the drying and uh, like you said, you don't have to completely dry the roots, but, but yeah, there's a delicate balance because like sometimes you just want to air dry your hair, but sure. that's what you're doing every day. What you're saying is assist the roots a little bit, get a little bit of that dryer. In- Give them a little you know, help. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. All
1: right. Yeah. And so tapes are really great for, they're actually can, can be very great for people that have fine hair. They can definitely be great. They're Especially if you're doing like a single-sided tape method, they can be great. I mean, I, I, I could also say that tapes are great for everyone because they are, they're great for all hair textures. I said more so, I shouldn't say textures. They're great for all hair densities. They can be great in uh bit heavy density or as well as fine hair. But yeah, tapes can be great. Now, they also make tapes now that... Different brands call them different things, but I call them like a premium tape, and that is where the hair is actually on the outside of the tape as well. I know I wish I had a visual to show for people Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Cool, (laughs) but that's really nice because it looks like the hair is actually growing from the scalp. And for people that have very fine hair, where your hair is almost kind of see through at the scalp. If you have like a rooted texture or you have a color that is like matched perfectly with your scalp in the end, you can actually take that premium tape and apply it maybe just a half an inch from your part line. And it looks like your hair is just growing out of the scalp. So they can be really wonderful for people with very, very fine hair. That's so
0: great. And how often do you recommend redoing them? And does it vary for different hair types?
1: It varies like any maintenance and removal method it it would vary I would say tapes the average would be about six weeks when I was wearing them I actually wore them for over eight weeks and my, my hair was fine but my hair is more of a, a medium density if you have very very fine baby hair you're probably I mean I would err on the side of caution and I would recommend a a, a client who has very very fine hair wearing tapes like at four weeks we need to remove this Speaking of that, I'd, I'd like to share something about with the keratins, because sometimes keratins, again, people say, oh, oh, well, I so-and-so wore their keratin extensions six plus months. If someone comes, we were just talking about this inside of Rich House Academy, actually, someone had, they were having a challenge with a client who they're like, oh, it was like eight weeks and their hair, like the, like the keratin months started slipping. And I said, listen, she probably needs her extensions removed at eight weeks mm-hmm. like not everyone can wear them that long and especially if their hair is fine and she posted pictures of the hair and the scalp and everything i was like this person is probably someone who needs their hair removed at eight weeks i had many clients who came in because i really always like to focus on like um i'd love the cosmetic look of extensions like a drastic of before like hair down to your waist but I really like to fix hair, like fix whether it's like a chemical haircut, something or someone who like just has never had volume in their hair and you're able to give them that look for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it's always just something that just lit me up. But I did have clients, again, mm-hmm. who had very, very fine hair. I said, OK, we're going to have to cut these bonds into three and four sizes, very, very small. And full disclosure, you cannot wear these longer than eight weeks. Right. Even fusion. I things mean, Sign on.
0: the Yeah. Like sign yes. on that dotted line, like. You, that you agree because you know. Right.
1: Even though the average is four months, you're not the average. Right. Again, people need to get comfortable with like the average. You may, someone may be above average with how long they can wear them. You may be way below average, but eight weeks, I was like, it's time. And, and usually people at eight weeks are like, yeah, you know what? I really am ready to have it removed. And I'm like, we have to like keep the health of your hair and the health of your scalp at the forefront of our mind because that's the whole point. I was like, if, if you wear this, maybe you could wear it four months, but I'm telling you, you're going to lose some hair. You're going to have a couple bald spots. And then you do that for two years, all of a sudden you don't have any hair on the scalp to attach it to. So that is what we're not, we're not going for that. But just either again, everything's kind of relative comes down to the person. It also comes down to the removal. Some people you just, if you hear a stylist that tells you, you need to get this removed in eight weeks. And you're thinking, I just paid this much for this hair
0: and trust them. Yeah, right. There is a rare occasion. It's good to know. Okay, so let's talk about more trending things in the extension world. What are we seeing today that we weren't seeing before and what kind of new advents are there? What are you excited about?
1: Right now, what is really exciting or definitely the movement in the hair extension world is hair loss solutions, hair toppers, different hair integrations that can be paired with hair extensions. One thing that hair extensions rarely, I mean, they can sometimes, especially if you're working with a custom micro point type of keratin tip You can attach them at the top of the head. But again, you can only attach to what hair is there. You can't attach a lot of hair to very little hair. You can only enhance the top of the head so much. But now with like hair pieces and hair integrations, you can apply the hair extensions in the traditional method in the interior of the hair, but then having coppers that can be cut and matched and blended in with the extensions, a huge movement in the hair extension industry. And I like seeing that brands are getting more innovative in that area. It's been needed for a really, really long time. I know there's been companies that have been doing it, but that's what they've specialized in the whole time. But to see hair extension companies now integrating that in is really exciting. And inside Ritzel Academy, we talk about this often so many of the stylists are getting certified in hair loss solutions and it's it's really exciting talk about making someone's day not when you just make their hair a little more thick or a little more long when you're able to literally just have a solution for their in- entire head and give them that volume on the scalp that they've always wanted it's amazing
0: yeah I think that's so remarkable and, and you're so right like even over the years when I was doing extensions like I had so many clients that could have used a topper but it's not accessible like it was always such a separate part of hair dressing like where people that did you know wig specialists would maybe yes. kind of offer it or it was like a very complicated you know like just m- minimal information and so you just kind of stayed away from it as a professional I agree I love that today other companies extension companies are offering it because toppers are so necessary so many women can benefit from them and, and men of course but speaking specifically about like women's hair being able to have like a small section that actually sits on the top and mm-hmm. look good and
1: and and it's comfortable they they right. come a really long way and the great actually speaking of women the great thing is is that there are solutions for women now previously even though women could have worn like the the toppers that were more they were still geared more towards men because a yeah. lot of ones even the ones that look really good and people still do it and it's still a great method but a lot of times they shave the top of the head but you know they take the rest of the hair off like the scalp like if you just have a little bit of hair they like shave it off and it's attached with an adhesive and and it can look because you're looking down at their scalp like through the integration it's amazing but a lot of women don't want to do that yeah that's it's scary
0: very scary that's like very scary i don't want to see it even if it's temporary
1: exactly so like that can be very scary and some a lot of those were only available to men. And then even finding someone who could do those perfectly was hard. So that's why, unfortunately, you see, you can spot a, a hair hat from a mile away often. And it's sadly often on, on men because, you know, that's just what's been available. But it is good now that there are companies that they are innovating new methods that don't and, and they're really wrong if someone wants to wear it that way. I mean, it works great for the people that it's perfect for. But it's nice that there are some innovations now where you're, you can, a lot of times like tape, the, again, the tape method it's attached to, the hair that you do have is, is pulled through the hair integration. There's lots of different ways that, again, there's so much innovation happening in that area. And now with hair extension companies, you can blend it with the hair extensions that you're using, like find a topper. That would have been the hard thing in the past too. It's like, great. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm adding my hair extensions, but like this other company has a topper but any make sure it works, and then right. it's it's just a lot. It's a, it's complicated, but I think it's getting less complicated now, yeah. which is wonderful. I, I also like post COVID or post COVID. Is there ever an official hard cut off with post COVID? But post pandemic, you know, the stress. It's like with with oh my goodness, so many people are needing these these hair integration systems because of sure. what we experience health wise and uh, lifestyle stress wise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's so great. I mean, it's exciting. It's an exciting time for the consumer to know that the same people that are doing extensions for your existing hair can now offer something to more balding or thinning areas on top. It's just, it's so great. That really didn't, like, when I, again, when I did it, I wish I, I wish I could offer that because it seemed like there were so many people that I could only help to a certain extent. And, you know, and I, I mean, I've like, had you
1: know, to turn that. people away before. Like, if they came in and, you know, they just had basically no hair on top, I was like, I don't, I don't do hair. And that's, that's, yeah, it's unfortunate dad to be able to to say that. Yeah. Oh, something else that we started talking about at the beginning and we yeah. may want to talk about it or maybe want to save it for another podcast in the future okay. with the different types of hair, like the European but Yeah, definitely. Should we touch on that? I think we should. I think people need to
0: know why the, the prices can vary so mm, much. That's a good point. And 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 had a better kind of understand what you're buying. Maybe you're like you're like buying stuff online or you're walking yeah. into a shop and just picking something off the shelf. But yeah, Ashley, that would be great. Let's break it down.
1: Okay. So let's let's talk about that. Cause then you'll see that as well as all the different attachments. You'll also see people sharing the type of hair. And the truth is everyone says it's the best hair. Every company says it's the best hair. Exactly. It may be the best hair for a certain person. Mm-hmm. It comes down to your hair texture. You're wanting to match your hair texture perhaps you're also looking for the highest quality. Now, there, there's, there are higher qualities than others, but again, like, it still comes down to, like, what's the highest quality for you? Some people naturally have frizzy, wild hair and ha- and maybe wearing a silky European hair. When they wash their hair, if they go out on the beach, they're going to have, like, crazy hair on top, silky, long, straight hair, like, you know, if they're doing, like, a lengthening treatment. So, it may, you know, for some people, sometimes, like, Truthfully, maybe not even quote, the highest quality hair is the best for them. But that the, the curl pattern and the texture is, is really, really important. Asking the stylist what the hair looks like when it air dries is great to know. Also being like letting your stylist know when you're in for a consultation, what your your hair looks like when it air dries. Maybe have a picture, or maybe you go in with your hair's natural texture. Great idea. 911, especially if your hair is curly. If you have curly hair, go into your consultation with your hair in its natural texture if you plan to wear it that way while you have extensions in. It's really yeah, let them know, know what, what they're working with. Yeah. So that but the typically the different types of hair there is. Well, eighty percent of the hair extension hair in the world comes from China. It's not the best. Mm-hmm. It's not the best hair for really, I would say almost free when it's just not the best the if you've ever worked in colored asian hair before it's strong and then all of a sudden it snaps like if you're lightening the cuticle is large and dense but its lightening ability is just not there it it gets very fragile quickly the best hair for hair extensions is going to be indian hair and european hair and those are the two most um, european's not as readily available indian hair is much more readily available and it's also donated willingly and freely because most the indian hair part of their religion and culture they're actually cutting the hair and donating the hair like as a sacrifice to their to their religion to their god or goddess so they know that they are donating the hair they know that the hair is being sold to hair indian companies it works for everyone but in the indian hair is most similar to say like north american hair as far as the texture surprisingly it may sound surprising but their hair is typically not being color treated uh, often it's covered it's very protected but and there's like mass quantities of it is, isn't india like the highest populated country in the world i think it right, is right so there's it has the most volume of hair again being donated freely and willingly and And it's called Indian temple hair, but Indian hair is wonderful. European hair is wonderful too. There's typically not as much of it because it's not typically a part of their religion to donate it. It's also there's less people, and it may be a little more color treated. It's just so that for that for that reason, it can be more rare. If someone has fine hair, silky fine hair, European hair, it's going to be a wonderful match going to be incredible so again it, it, um, indian hair is most most usually going to have more of a body wave to it when it's when it's wet when it's air drying so if your hair is naturally has a natural wave to it indian temple hair can just match potentially match it perfectly yeah like that pretty
0: like beach wave kind of yes. relax kind of wave look
1: yes yes exactly and european hair is going to typically again be a little more silky probably not much of a wave unless the company that you're Using mm-hmm. has a particular European sourced hair that has a a wave texture to it, but again, it's going to be lower quality. Oftentimes, European hair is even more expensive because it's just it's not as Ram. available. It is yeah. more rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those yeah. those are the main ones. A lot of the well, I shouldn't say a lot of the giant companies like giant hair extension companies, because there are very big companies that are Indian temple hair as well. But some of the brands that have just popped up in the last few years. And that are very, very big are Asian hair and it's, it's average. Yeah. It's average. Yeah. Yes. And I've also
0: heard that the, like more Eastern Asian sourced hair is gathered hair versus the Remy hair. So like the cuticles can, are not intact and they can run in different directions because it's gathered at, like, I don't know, from shedding or from cutting or from the ground or whatever it is. Yeah. And then. You, you're more prone to tangling whereas the indian remy hair specifically is hair that was cut intact with the cuticles all running in the from same from the same direction. person
1: usually like certain right. company like from the same person the cuticles all going the same way so you're not getting that matting like what happens if you're wearing extensions that have cuticles in different directions and it's not not remy you're you're just going to wash it and it's going to Ooh, it's gonna go crazy it's gonna right. like literally a rat's nest That's even what. if
0: it and that can even happen when the extension itself feels super silky at first mm-hmm. right you, you know i've seen that when you touch it at like right out of the packaging it's like oh my god this feels incredible and it then you wash silk. it yeah. yeah and you wash it, and you're like what happened? this is mm-hmm. like barbie hair sure which is not a good thing
1: yes exactly so i mean the, those nice. are the those are the main ones again it, it dep- again like it can depend on how long you're going to wear the hair i mean it, Everything depends on the circumstance and your lifestyle. And again, it's the last time I'll say it. Who was who was applying it and ah. who was removing it? Because both all of those more, things are the main importance.
0: All the more reason why that consultation is so important. That because there are so many different methods and things to take into consideration. Everybody is so unique. There's no one size fits all thing. And and this is something I personally always wished people could understand more about, or that was more clear in the extension world was it's a big freaking deal like doing extensions is is not just a basic service it's i think more complicated and requires more diligence more prep work than than hair color than any kind of other chemical processing like it's just like a like you know people and i'm sure you've heard this with the keratin method they're like comparing it to surgery yes it's definitely like yeah it's, it's, it's this <laughs> so delicate detailed. meticulous kind of process that can make or break someone's hair so it can't definitely lightly it's it's a big conversation and and i can tell obviously like you being an educator and having built this platform like that's respecting the art and and appreciating you know it's pr- giving it the respect that it deserves because if there isn't enough education, then there's so many botched jobs out there. Right.
1: And yeah, we want to lessen the amount of those. Definitely. <laughs> sure. We can't go to bed
0: knowing there's botched extension jobs out there. Nothing right. Worse.
1: <laughs> okay. Exactly. So, Ashley, so
0: let's just to wrap things up. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit more about everything else that you're doing, your personal blog, Affirmation Babe, what all that is? Let everyone know just how dynamic you are.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, I think kind of wrap it back into the hair story. I mean, I I, I do a, a handful of things. Yes, they all have a common thread, but they're do want, We have our hand, hands in a, a few different things. So when I first moved, I I live in South Carolina right now. When I was married, I um my ex husband I lived in Texas, and then we, I had a a big business there. I had a full clientele. We moved to Las Vegas. I didn't know anyone. I had no clientele. All these types of things. And I actually took about a couple years off from doing hair. But I also, I was just deciding like what I, you know, where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, like that type of thing in the hair industry. But I can't, I just can't not do anything. So I decided during those two years, I decided to start a lifestyle blog, like health and wellness. Again, I've always been really interested in health and wellness. And I wanted to really bring together like healthy food, healthy lifestyle, healthy beauty options, my blog, AshleyDiana.com. So that, and then a couple of years later, I started doing hair and focus on hair extensions in Las Vegas. So sometimes when people are like, wait, you, do, you have a blog or you do hair? I'm like, well, they kind of, I've been doing hair. I, I always say since I was 14, but right. since i gone out of high school, like I've been doing hair, but I started a, a lifestyle blog along the way to kind of integrate like my lifestyle. So I'm really focused on health and wellness and then the beauty and into a blog. And then fast forward mm-hmm. to to life i again getting focused on becoming a hair extension only specialist myself i actually began supporting other extensionists and helping them with with their business as well and hair extensions and one thing that i i noticed with stylists and people in hair extensionists was that you can it's really like the mindset having the confidence to do the things you want to do to have the confidence to have a powerful consultation to have the confidence to really share what's the total price going to be for these extensions. Because a lot of carousels will sometimes get a little, oh, gosh, am I going to tell someone that these extensions are going to cost $3,000? I'm like, yes, you are. You are going to tell them that that's how much it costs. Again, that's, again, that, that's just a number I'm making up. Don't be scared if you're hearing this thing. Oh my God, all extensions are 3000 Some of them are. Some mm-hmm. of them are more than that. Some of them are less. Right. But nonetheless, I really noticed that mindset, like having a like power mindset was so important to having an epic life, having the kind of business you want, having the clientele that you want. Um, so I, I personally started working with affirmations, which are simply positive I am statements that help you become and feel and have the things that you want. I created a podcast just during the pandemic, actually. I had been writing affirmations for myself. This came out of like working with hairstyles. I think, gosh, definitely like work with affirmations, like have something they could listen to, like driving to the salon and then just share this message with people about having a strong growth mindset. I created a podcast called Affirmation Babe and I launched it during the pandemic. And honestly, it just took off like crazy because Really, I think during that time, people look, looking for something to help make them feel better and to feel more feel more confident, feel more joy, feel more happiness, feel less stressed. That's how the Affirmation Bay podcast came along, and that is how they've all sort of integrated together. And uh, we have our hands in a few things, but again, they have a bit of a common thread. And um, we actually really support a lot of hairstylists through the Affirmation Bay podcast, and there, are, as well as health and wellness, we have podcasts for healthy skin i mean i'm sorry affirmations for healthy skin and hair that that's how it all kind of was created love that it's beautiful
0: it's all it's all kind of come together intentionally i love that
1: thank you really this fun. has been such a great chat this yeah, really fun
0: this has been a lot a lot of good stuff in here
1: what to talk about with it. I feel like in each one, you could like go off. Okay, like today we're talking about just hair textures. Like there's just so much. It's, all, it's exciting.
0: It is. It's, it is so much, which is why you need an entire academy to help. <laughs> there is a lot. There's a lot. The okay, this was amazing. Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was really so lovely talking to
1: you. Oh, it was an honor. I absolutely loved it. You have like the greatest platform and it's so wonderful like how you're able to support people and women and with their hair hair health it's really needed I actually tell extensionists often I'm like the ones that really use the language of healthy hair in their in their social media and I think the basis of how they do extensions I'm like you're really on to something it's really important to have that it's like part of the language of part of what you share because if you don't have healthy hair can't do as much with it that's so exactly. it's very important and it's from the inside out so what you do is like so helpful to the world
0: you know we're just both here to give back and empower women and, and do it the right way
1: that's right that's healthy, right honey i love happy
0: it Ash, you're thank so you amazing so thank you so much thanks for being on the show Okay, guys, that's all for today. Be sure to follow me on IG at Shab Hair Expert to stay connected, and also find my guest Ashley Diana at Miss Ashley Diana for her blog and personal page, or at Miss Ashley Hair for all things extensions. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you've heard and you can think of a few other women to share this podcast with, please do leave me a quick review in whichever platform you're listening from. And if you have any recommendations or comments, email me at grow at hairlikehers.co or follow me at Podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.